Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Real Estate Matters. For over nine years, the voice of real estate in Flagler County in Palm Coast, Florida. I'm Toby Tobin. I'm a Florida licensed commercial realtor with Grand Living Realty. This show is brought to you every week at this time by the Flagler County Home Builders Association, Klein Construction, American Village, Gated 55 Plus Community, and a non-paying sponsor, but close to my heart, Hammock Community Church. They uh, pay in other ways. Yeah, they do, yes. We're, we're all soul brothers mm. over there. So that other voice was Walker Douglas, my long-term trusty sidekick. Yes, sir. You ready for Christmas? I, I am ready for Christmas this year. I've got a few things on the Christmas list. I need a good knife. A good knife? Yeah. You know, uh, Chef Gordon Ramsay says 99% of all kitchen accidents occur because of a dull knife. And I cut the tip of my finger off last year with a dull knife. Well, I thought it was a hot stove. Or an angry chef. You know, someone, someone who's in the kitchen with you that shouldn't be there. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> a surplus of cooks in the kitchen. Last week we talked about the... November numbers, and I, I said nearly final because I said that uh, you know there's always few more statistics rolling in. Well, nothing new rolled in, so it's still 198 homes sold. Oh, good. no news is good news. And $378,000 is the median price. It's versus three eighty last year, so... Pretty much moving sideways. Pretty much still unaffordable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, very unaffordable. But uh, that's that's about 14 months in a row we've been in a pretty narrow price band. And the number of homes sold is down just a couple percentage points from a year ago, but we're, we're pretty much where we were a year ago. Where were you a year ago? I was sitting here with you pondering about what would happen in 2023 and probably getting it wrong. I think, uh, if I recall, you were forecasting a downturn. I'm not going to do the same thing this year. <clears throat> well, let's, let's, let's talk about this. I'll give you a little hint to get you started. Actually, you know what? If you like X, tell me, and then I'll predict Y, <laughs> and hopefully X will happen. Y or Y? <laughs> Okay, so um, so far in December. Now, we're recording this on the 14th, which is Thursday, so we're not even quite at mid-month. Y'all won't hear it until Saturday. But as of Thursday noon, 64 homes were sold in December. Median price, three nine, almost 370 So, again, pretty much where we were. Last year and last month. And more of the same. <clears throat> Days on market, 37, which is unusually low for a market that's just moving sideways. I mean, that, that just shows that there's, there is an underlying demand in the market. We have, we're up to 983 homes listed for sale. That's a substantial jump from a year ago when it was under 200. Humongous. Mm-hmm. But median price is relatively unaffected. Right. 
on, I don't know how to explain some of these things because you know these are combinations of numbers that have never been seen in this combination. It really before. is wild. It's almost like irrational exuberance on the side of the seller in terms of what they think the value of their house is, but at the same time, uh, like a buyer's market who's willing to hit those prices. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we talked about it last week. I, I think that what the market is telling us right now and has been for several months in a row that the number of buyers and the number of sellers are balanced. That's the, the demand uh, supply yeah. formula. The seesaw is kind of just hovering. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just, we're, you know, we go up and down maybe $10,000 a month, but it just bounces in and within a very narrow band for really 14 months now. We need something really big and bad to happen to drive uh, listenership of the show because one year of, of sideways news is not great for business as learned, as learned from the legacy media. So we should start making some wild predictions and doomsday uh, forecasts. Well, we, we, need, we need some more news like maybe a, a war in the Ukraine. Yeah. Or That's Israel. a great one. Where did you think of that? Israel. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, I mean, there are, are wild things going on in the world, but yet our market still seems to be unaffected. Trucking along. Mm-hmm. And that's unusual. So what does that tell you about next year? Unless. So since you blew last year, give you another shot. Well, do, do uh, as much as I'd like to get, you know. The next, it's so funny, Toby. If you search, you know, Florida housing predictions, which is what I did today, every, oh, there's gonna, it's the next great recession. Everybody get out of, I mean, but this is every single week that people are coming out with new content that's like this. Unless something drastic changes, whether it be interest rate, median income, or for somehow pricing, which I don't, you know, the, those two, uh, median income and, and rates are, generally with guide pricing, I don't see things going anywhere but sideways. Uh, with or without a war. I mean, it's... Irrespective of a war. I mean... Uh, I mean, if we had another 9-11 in our country, that might change things. Well, here... So check this out. Yeah, barring, as we always say, in any investment we look at, too, we always say, you know, barring something like 9-11 or 2008... So check this out. Um, either the 30-year mortgage rate needs to fall by 4.4%. I don't think so. I mean, Powell's going to drop them next year. But mm-hmm. the median household income needs to rise by 62%. I don't see that happening. Our home prices need to fall by 38% for housing to become more affordable. That's from IC Intercontinental Exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any of those things are going to happen. No. No, I don't either. Uh I mean, there's a question of whether or not they're right about if, you know, rates need to fall or median income needs to go up that by that much. But I don't think they're off. Mm, well, I I pulled up a bunch of statistics. We Folks, we actually got together before the show this time and talked never about why we've never done this before. Yeah. So, so I quoted, if we, you didn't notice, I actually quoted uh, somebody, Intercontinental Exchange. And then I acted like I knew who that was. And I yeah. used the abbreviation, the acronym. Okay, next next year's, this is something I found today. Uh, next year's housing market projections, the 
latest housing market prediction for 2024 from some of the top industry groups. They see home prices increasing somewhere between 0.7% and 4.1% year over year. Wait a second. Quite a range. Yeah. <laughs> That's Realtor, basically, we either predict that housing prices will increase or not increase. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Realtor.com's forecast uh, does predict a slight fall, but by only 1.7%, which wouldn't substantially increase affordability for buyers. The, a lot of the justification behind the fall, the falling price predictors are they think that <clears throat> supply is being overbuilt and that it'll outpace demand no, by the end of the, ne- well, end let, of the next let's, year. Let's, uh, let's back up and look at what, what do you think, uh, you know, there are times in the market when like 20 years ago, the novice investors were jumping into the market. You know, the uh, real estate equivalent of day traders mm-hmm. were in the market. They drove the market. They they were that along with uh, loose credit were the two major forces driving the market for several years in a row. So wh- what do you think the major forces driving today's market are? Ironically, lack of affordability, but elsewhere. Clarify. California, the, our, our typical talking points of California, New York, the Northeast, and cities in the Midwest of people, particularly young families who are trying to afford um, a mortgage payment or looking at trying to afford a mortgage payment and raise a family, don't see that it's viable and look to Florida and see that relatively costs are lower um, and quality of living is a little bit higher. Yeah, but with the cost in, in Flagler County, uh, given our median household income is still uh, very much a mismatch. So, I mean, affordability is, uh, I think that's what, you know, we we talked a few minutes ago that buyers and sellers are in, they're they're in balance. There would be a lot more sellers if homes were more affordable because the seller pool of, I'm sorry, the pool of potential buyers is diminished to the extent that a lot of people who would like to buy just can't afford today's market. So you've got a limited buyer pool. You have a limited seller pool because the sellers don't want to give up a two and a half or three or three and a half percent mortgage for a seven percent mortgage. Here's what I think, though, where my thinking has kind of changed on. Um, So we... We, we like to talk about the scenario wherein the Fed lowers rates, mortgages become more affordable, and the people that locked in a 3 4% rate a couple of years ago, all of a sudden they're not handcuffed anymore to that rate because they can get a competitive rate on a new house. Mm-hmm. That seller is also a buyer. Mm-hmm. So, Unless it's an estate. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, at my age, I think of things like that. Well, but I mean, when you think about, okay, let's say, you know, Rates are five and a half percent by the end of next year, mm-hmm. and those buyers are, and those sellers are saying, "Okay, I'll, I'll put my house in the market and I'll go buy another house." So, yes, you've introduced a home to the market, you've increased the inventory, but you've also increased the pool of buyers. Mm-hmm. So we're sort of stuck yeah. in equilibrium, mm-hmm. and I don't know how much longer this will go on. But in, even in that scenario, it seems like it doesn't change the, the median price a whole lot. Well, I, I think one of the factors that's 
driving the market today or holding the market back, not, not really driving it, but it's an inf- the big influencer is the mortgage interest rate. But if, and most of the, and I've got, I've got some quotes on what people think the interest rate's going to be, and most of them think it's going to go down a little bit, but not down to less, much less than six, which isn't a big change. Right. But the six, seven percent range seems abnormally high to a lot of people that are in potentially in the market today because we had such a long period of 3% range mortgages. And that, that was unrealistic, unsustainable, and probably not going to be repeated. By all accounts, but, yeah. But if you look at the market history, it only takes a, a couple of years for people to figure out the, the new market. You know, they, they have very short attention spans. So we have to take a quick break. Don't go away, folks. We're going to stay on this topic when we get back. And Flagler County went straight to the front row when it came to the need and commitment. Free for All Friday, where local newsmakers talk it out. I mean, we don't swing from chandeliers or anything like that. That half-cent sales tax that we have collected over time has been used in great regards towards our school district. Hi, I'm David Ayers. Join me and Brian McMillan every Friday morning following the news at 9 on WNCF and worldwide on the Flagler Radio mobile app. Welcome back, folks. Thanks for staying with us. This is Toby Tolan. This is Real Estate Matters, and I've got Walker Douglas. Hello, Toby. My, my age opposite. Almost. Yeah. Boy, do we bookend the spectrum of ages. Yeah. Pretty close. 29. To 80. To 80. Yeah, that's a couple generational. It's more accurate than what it'll be next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 30. I'll still be here too. Yeah. So we're talking about the market, where it's going, what's what's controlling the market <clears throat> right now. I was talking about how the interest rates. When I moved to Palm Coast in early two thousand, I got a seven percent mortgage and thought I had died and gone to heaven. Yeah, because just ten years earlier than that, I'd had a 13% adjustable rate mortgage that grew to 17%. <laughs> yeah, you were in ground zero, huh? Mm-hmm, I was. So, um, you know, but seven, hold on a second. Seven reasonable. Hold on a second, old man. That 7% mortgage, what, um, I bet the, um, I bet the home was pound for pound probably more affordable than one that you could find today. Mm-hmm. Am I yeah, right? well, it was, a, it was a very, it was a, 2,450-square-foot, uh, three-bedroom plus a flex room, so you could almost say four-bedroom. A mansion. Uh, in Grand Haven, which is a nice gated community with a pool. And my cost basis when all-in land and home, it was a new new construction, was about $330,000. Yeah. So, which is, so which is below it. the median price by 
$40,000 sure. today, today's median price. Well, today's median price, and but like, let's adjust for inflation. You're thinking back then, was it, oh boy, this is a big down payment? <clears throat> no, no, it wasn't. Uh, you know, finances, well, I was working a real job back then and making real money. That that was a big difference. Yeah, now you're just yapping on the radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pro bono. <laughs> <laughs> so... Interest rates are a driver. What what else is driving it? You know the the builder industry is you know some of them are definitely hurting. Uh, everybody thinks everybody that you know, developers builders are all getting filthy rich. They're not all because it's taking longer to get approvals through the process to go through changes and get permitting done. If takes you can years. get it done at all. Yeah, yeah it takes years. Factoring all the risk and take, losses. It used to take months, but there are, are still real supply chain problems that will persist long term. And there are significant labor, skilled labor shortages that will persist long term. Yeah. That's a national problem. It isn't, we, you know, we just got to get some more of these people to move to Florida because they can, if you're in the trades, you can get a job in any of the 50 states yeah. right now. Uh, w- one of the uh, other factors I think that is important in our market is I've talked about the blue to red state migration, and it's predominantly red st- uh, blue to red state, but it's the urban centers where the crime is concentrated, the homelessness is concentrated, and uh, the primarily democratically controlled cities that are more prone to shut businesses down if they can find an excuse. Yeah, like they will. They will clean. COVID. They will clean up the streets though if Xi Jinping comes to town. Yeah, that will. What a shameful exhibit <laughs> of the truth that was. Yeah. But for Florida, at least, uh, Florida seems to be the prime beneficiary of the the blue to red state migration, even more so than, than Texas. No, even Austin, Texas is having a starting to show a little weakness in their markets. Yeah, right. Markets now. Yeah. So Florida's in really good shape. So, and, and the people that are moving here are moving here for, it isn't because of the interest rate of mortgages. It's, it's the crime and it's the homelessness and the uh, school systems and the, the, these are pretty visceral, primal motives that are unaffected by inflation or the mortgage interest rate. So I think for at least the next couple of decades, I think we're going to have a wave of people that are going to be moving to Florida. Until the word is out on sinkholes. <laughs> right. I've got, a, I've got a driver that's a little bit of a hot take, but I want to run it by you. Uh, insurance. Mm-hmm. So we're already, I mean, when I moved back from school back here from California, which was at the time probably the most expensive state, um, I looked at my insurance premiums here and I thought, hang on, I thought I was moving to Florida, the land of the free. How come my insurance, my car insurance tripled? So we're probably the most litigious state in the union, coupled Mm -hmm. with- Probably more lawyers per capita. Sure. Coupled with a lot of hurricanes. Um, So naturally, we've got the highest insurance costs. So- since Hurricane Ian, which is just a little over a year ago, which cost com- insurance companies about $114 billion in losses, um, 
seven insurance companies have become insolvent just in Florida. And with that, there's less competitive uh, premium pricing and fewer policies to choose from. Homeowners have seen rates double. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I was with some friends last weekend in, in West Palm who have owned this house for 30 years and uh, probably 25 years because they still had a mortgage on it. Um, their insurance went to $52,000. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's starting to really... In the course uh, of effect, a year. Effect, it's, it's, you it's know, affecting if, the condominium market. Right. Well, it's, it's it's five miles inland, you mm-hmm. know. And, and, and so m- my forecast for condos is lots of liquidated condos hitting the market because it's going to drive people out of the realm of affordability and who occupies condos lots of retirees on pensions and snowbirds the first scenario you know those people can find something a little cheaper uh further inland and the snowbirds well you know it's a, it's not a necessary um property for them well yeah but there is some insurance reform too though i mean there, there's another company now selling a private company selling flood insurance in florida i, I recently read so there's there was legislation last session that's going to take a while to run through the system because all the lawsuits that got started sometimes they take years and they're still filtering through the system right. and of course you have to wait a year to renew your insurance and so uh, particularly the issues around roofing uh, that, that's right. that's that's going to solve itself uh, or at least it's going to get get better with over the next. Three, four, five years. Senator Hudson, our representative, did a good job with that. And runner as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, what other drivers are in the market? Oh, gosh. Um, Cost of materials and labor. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that e one side effect of e verify, um, which is, of course, the law that requires that anybody that you work for is verified and essentially has a social security number. Um, One of the side effects of that is undocumented workers leaving Florida in droves, obviously driving up the crisis, the, the cost of labor. Mm-hmm. This is something you could talk to any builder about. Yeah, and, and that's not going to get better anytime soon. Right. So I guess what we're headed towards is I'm headed towards the conclusion that all the things that are driving the market today will be driving it next year and probably the year after. Fair enough. At least. So barring uh, Wuhan round two. Yeah, right. Uh, I think we're just going to continue to to move sideways. I think that if I do expect interest rates, mortgage interest rates to drop slightly next year, but that's just going to bring in enough new buyers to raise demand to push prices up. So it's People, almost like the, that that green light at the end of the uh, in the Great Gatsby, right? It's always there. And mm-hmm. It's always just outside of reach. Mm-hmm. It's the American dream. Well, the light at the end of the tunnel could be an oncoming train. <laughs> <laughs> Usually is. <laughs> so, price wise, do you think would would you predict uh, price increases? year over year between, as the experts said, between 0.7 and 3.6 in that same kind No, of I'm going to predict price increases between um, negative 0.7 and positive 1.2, if 
five. So you're really moving sideways. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean. What do you got? You don't even have a. You have an even narrower. Don't tell me you have a narrower range. No, I don't. No, I don't. I I think I think prices uh, could go up uh, as much as five percent next year, between zero and five. Yeah, three to four. I mean, barring a weird incident, three to four in Florida is generally the average increase, right? Mm -hmm. But I do expect interest rates to go down. But I do expect that to, rather than make it easier to buy and make it even maybe a little harder to buy because prices will rise because yeah. of that. What do you think? You don't see any change in this uh, builder supply chain? No, and I don't think, don't listen to the mortgage brokers who tell you to buy a house now because rates are going to drop and you'll be able to refinance. Don't buy something you're not comfortable with the monthly payment on. Yeah, well, that's that's true. I think that the mortgage industry uh, might put together a marketing program where they say, okay, are you buy at today's rate, but you will will give you within the next five years a basically a free refinance. In other words, without closing costs, just roll it over into a lower rate. Yeah. That might bring some marginal people into the market. I think we've got two generations of people suspect to too good to be true deals coming from mortgage companies. So there's that to overcome. Well the mortgage companies could do what the auto industry finance folks did you know instead of a three-year car mortgage it's a seven-year car mortgage (laughs) or car loan uh which lowers your monthly payment somewhat but you you end up paying a lot more in the end but the guaranteed to be underwater on on a car by that time you could uh well the difference is that cars depreciate homes generally generally don't so i mean that's i think that's a a viable concept. You could have a 40-year mortgage. Hey, I mean, 30-year more. What's, you know, how come a 30-year mortgage isn't crazy? I agree. I, I, I would advocate for a 60-year even. Mm-hmm. Lifespans are getting longer. You can take peptides and collagen. Well, very, very few people uh, end up paying their mortgage off in the time. Some, some will pay it off by accelerating their payments. But very few people are in a home for 30 years. Yeah. I've never been in a home for 30 years. Well, there's always there's always tomorrow. Well, I think I've run out of 30-year <laughs> increments. <laughs> increments. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, l- listen, this is an awkward uh, situation because we're recording this show on Thursday, and you all are going to listen to it on Saturday. But tomorrow morning, Friday morning, I'm going to be on Free For All Friday, which is a live broadcast on this station. And we're going to be talking about uh, why growth. Uh, going to go into some more detail than we've we've been covering this topic over the last couple three weeks. But uh, we'll have some more detail, and we'll have someone from the Home Builders Association and the uh, new city manager from Flagler Beach will be on that show. So you won't be able to hear it live if you get this message from via this show. But you can go to the uh, WNZF uh, website and go to pull up the podcast because i think you'll find free for all friday on uh tomorrow morning an interesting that'll be show. good company i can't tell you how good the show is because we haven't done it yet yeah. but i it's a great topic so check it in check it out and uh check us out next week same time same station i'm toby tobin and i approve this show <laughs>